welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan, who is going to try and reenact the conversations we had about pubic hair, Kelly Slater, and his latest pubic hair trimmer, <laughs> because we just had another, we had a first stab at that, didn't we? We, we, we? we can refine it now. So we had someone interrupt our show. We are now recording for the second time. So let's start this again. Um, well, we're in the... We're what in are we the, calling it, dude? Well, Kelly Slater's got this well, latest <laughs> pube trimmer out. Is that right? Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's, he's trimmed up top. So he's obviously got to be trimmed down below. Smooth ride. That's it. It's called the smooth ride and the... Pube and the, trimmer. Pube trimmer. And the, and the slogan is, never catch a pubic hair in your genitalia ever again. <laughs> It was funnier the first time around. It was way funnier. But we we we, we record in this little studio uh, in our hometown of Sidmouth, and it's like the sort of Sidvale radio station, isn't it? And uh, we were interrupted very abruptly, I think, by the person that does the nature show after us. There you go. There you go. Happens. Good Happens. job there weren't a couple of mating badgers in here, although I should have disturbed their natural habitat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true i'd love to see here, that by the way here we are. quite aggressive i can picture the one of the i can picture the male like giving it a real ah, on we, the neck here we are in sidmouth to observe two mating badgers and oh, they've been interrupted by mary from the uh, nature show i don't think she's called mary but she has interrupted the show thank you yes. very much well it was a good start and you were telling the story will about borrowing my surfboard yes we've had a lot of waves the last 10 days. We've surfed a lot. And I borrowed your board. Thank you for lending it to me. You gave me the wrong code initially. So I'm there on Liam's garage door trying the code. Won't reveal it. It's like revealing a secret spot. Don't reveal the code. Oof. Yeah, he's, got, f- he's got a lot of boards in there. <laughs> yeah, shit ones. <laughs> Even shitter now when you hear the whole story. Well, yeah, exactly. And code wouldn't work. Hmm. Funny that. Try for about 10 minutes trying to get to work. And then I did get it to work when Liam sent the right number, which is cool. And then I used it, and it's a mid-length. It's 70 by 21 by something else, bit of a beast. And I was saying that basically when you're surfing mid-lengths, what changes the whole thing is it's how it's how relaxing the takeoff is. You you basically, for someone like me, who finds taking off like very challenging and also who has enough experience to know that when you take off well, you set up the entire ride for a, a smoother ride. So if you if you if you get that takeoff a bit funny and you get it a bit wrong, your feet are in the wrong place and it's all a bit rushed and you're all you know kind of all over the place. So the takeoff's the most important bit in surfing. Um, and when you're on a mid length or a longboard, you're just in so early that you, that you it's like you're cheating. There's no real takeoff. You just stand up like way earlier and that's it. You're off. And so it's like the whole vibe's different. You sort of when I was surfing, I was surfing in quite big waves. And when you go to cut back, you don't think you're going to get back to the bowl and bang, suddenly you're back at the pole. Just the thing turns very, very slowly on a pivot front, but very, very powerfully on a speed front. Does that make any sense? It doesn't want to go whip. It wants to go. So not whip, but this is my advert for a mid length. Don't go down the line going weep, weep, weep on your puddle jumper. Go on your smooth operator. Again, another Kelly Slater Enterprises board. 
Correct. Would Slater surf mid-length? Yeah, but probably like a six, yeah. four, yeah. maybe. No, I don't know. I haven't seen... No, it's a good question, actually. Um, but anyway, it was it was good fun. And thank you for lending it to me, Liam. And then... Yeah. And then we were out on another day. This. And it was... Yeah, reasonably sizable for where we are, reasonably powerful. And I'm on the inside. I've wiped out, just kind of standard for my surfing generally. Um, and I'm wiped out. I'm on the inside, about to get one on the head. Uh, behind's quite a, quite a meaty one, and it's jacking up. And I'm watching my mate, who surfed for about a year now, year and a half, and he's getting better. To be fair to him, it's, he's made some serious progression in a short amount of time. He's rapid, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. And if he's listening to this, Ollie, you have done very, very well. Give yourself a pat on the back. Um, but he was he was taking off on a on a, a hollow hollow wave, and I'm right in front of him. So I'm sort of sat in this bowl. I've, I've, my ball's nowhere near me because I've only just fallen off, and I'm and I'm. It all happens in a flash. I went to I go to grab the leash. And start swimming away from him towards the right because he's going to my left, as in he's catching a right-hander. And he just didn't take off sort of down the line. He took off quite straight. I think he kind of got a bit panicky because he suddenly saw me and whatever. Anyway, all these these things always happen in a bit of a flash. And I don't think it was either actually his fault nor mine. I think it was both of ours. Mine for falling off and then being sort of floundering around a little bit. And maybe it could have been a bit quicker to grab it. I don't know. For him, he might have wanted to pull out if he'd see me. But then, geez, <laughs> surfing's not that kind of sport. You just, you know, when you're in the heat of the moment, you go, you go, and you're full of adrenaline. You don't see stuff. And so, yeah, and then he's... he's it, now, this is what's amazing. Fins, what they can do, he's just put this incredible slice into Liam's beautiful 7-0 mid-length. And Ollie was very upset. Um, and he was sort of super sorry. He's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, mate, listen, don't worry. At least it's not um, my calf because <laughs> that could have been a lot worse or a head or something because fins, let's be honest, you know, fins are fins. They, they could do damage. Slices. It's the way it works. But um, got back in the car, didn't have a spare board, had to drive home, get the puddle jumper, come back, surf again. Uh, in the process, ring Liam to reveal the news dude i am very very sorry um board's been sliced it's got a lovely little slice in it the one thing i'll say in uh, here, here we go in the positive <laughs> is it's gonna get a lovely repair job that the liam's got my keel fins in his 20 and i think he's kind of going well look that's i'm sure that's going to be payment for now <laughs> i'd say um and you're and you're riding them what seems like better than any any other shape you've had is that fair yeah, I mean that. We said before, haven't we? You know, puddle jumpers great. I love that for McFanning. I'm not really a kind of mid-length longboard sort of person. I'm, I'm not. I'm not built enough really for for that. A lot of the time, I like smaller boards. The smaller boards are my equivalent of the mid-length. You know, as a six-six or something. So um, this six-two Luke Shaw. I love Luke Shaw's boards, and it's it's, it's a twinny anyway with a like plus one if you need it. Uh, I've got Will's keel twins in there now and usually you know for our sloppy waves you're like well i'll just ride the puddle or whatever and um this is still a kind of groveler by you know let's call them inverse you know proper proper surfers standards 
Um, but it's a great board, and um, I didn't think it would go quite so well in the waves we've, we've had, although we've had some pretty powerful waves in the last sort of uh, five days or so. Um, and I think I surfed on what was uh, Friday night, and it's a pretty full tide. It, water was moving around, but there were some really nice sets coming through, pretty chunky. And I think I've probably had the best surf of my life on that board. Because it's when you've been surfing the puddle jumper for such a long time, when you've been surfing a quad setup for such a long time, when I've been on the Mick Fanning foamy messing about, the 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 sort of uh, speed and the uh, turning sort of uh, speed of this board, for, for me, this is all in the context of my level of surfing and amount, the amount of hours I've practiced it, he's amazing. Mm. And it's... Um, it's actually quite interesting. It's another sort of learning curve because the pop-up is still pretty gets it gets him reasonably early, but you've still got to almost get right in the sweet spot of the power, sometimes in the foam to pop up, which is great. Um but then it, it it's yeah, I get up quite quickly, but then getting your feet in the right place is the challenge now for me because I'm having to be in a much more critical part of the wave to take off, like you were saying with the mid length earlier. It being easier and therefore being able to set your feet. So getting in and getting feet right has been a real challenge. But when you do hit the sweet spot, like anything, it's just like wow, this thing is amazing. So I love that board when we when I first tried it, but uh, and I and I haven't surfed it properly for for a while because I've just been on the other two boards I've got. Uh, I did have a mid length, but that's broken now, as you might have heard. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, yeah, it's it's been fabulous, and um, and and it's nice to kind of actually mix it up and challenge yourself. So even in conditions that I would be like, well, I'm not sure if this board will go very well in there. I'm gonna take it in anyway on these fins and see what happens. Love to get it at the, at the wave on on uh, on those fins in that setup as well. Potentially, you, yeah, you could you could ride that in the, on the smaller settings yeah. in the wave. Well, that way, like we discussed, yeah. and you know, twenties give you so much speed. Um, there's no drag. Mm. And with that speed, your potential for turns that you might not normally do on your thruster are yeah. way higher. Yeah. And the stoke it can give you, this re-entry you get, mm-hmm. you get this amazing speed off the bowl. And then you, as you re-enter and hit, hit that foam, you get this next bit. It's just the transition's outrageous. What you don't get is that stable back foot. Mm-hmm. You're always a little bit unsure if you're going to actually stay on the wave. I quite like that. But now. it's nice. No, but it's good. But that's the thing. Yeah. And I think that's what appeals to people at the moment with 20s. Yeah. Is you are ooh, just on the edge of holding on. Yeah. Um, I think when waves get really critical, mm. then it's probably a little bit too much chaos, yeah. perhaps. And but But if you look at someone like Josh Kerr and the footage he has and... Dave Rastovich and I could keep going, Rob Machado people. You then you then pin that tail in yeah. a bit more and you put channels in and you do various things and you keep the 20 vibe alive, oh, yeah. except give it a little bit more grip off the back. What? And it's a very it's an exciting time for, for, for boards in that way. I think I saw Steph Gilmore talking about this some time ago. And um, if you don't know uh, Steph Go and check her out. She's one of my favourite surfers of all time, and just be, just kind of the the fluidity of her moves, really. And she, for me, to watch surfs better on something like a twinny when she's not doing the thruster on tour, you know, and, the, and because it's more graceful seemingly. So I feel that obviously, if you watched me, it wouldn't look so graceful. But as we often say, right, it's how it feels. So if it feels more uh, graceful, if it feels faster. Doesn't matter whether you're then comparing yourself to somebody else to tie in all the, the mindfulness bit. 
It's about how it feels to you. And do you feel like you've improved from the last board that you've been on? Does it give you access to the flow state? Because that's the other thing, you know. Um, and I was watching some stuff again from Stephen Kotler earlier about the kind of flow and the science of flow. And, you know, some of those points around, does it um, challenge you enough to kind of take you out of the here and now? Um, and almost to start to get you in, in in that flow state of doing the thing you're doing without thinking about the fact that you're doing it. And that board gets you there sometimes because... I've done cutbacks, which usually I'm thinking, cut, you know, turn, 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 boom, mm. come back. And on this thing, sometimes you're in such a flow that I think it's only after I've done it, I'm like, what? How did mm. that happen? And that's, I love that. It's really special. There was a session I had in the week where um, I think it was actually it was the one where I went back to get my puddle jumper after the ding. Yeah, board gate. Board, <laughs> board gate. And had a crazy little surf. I think I had. F we, we were counting for the for the for the fun of it because we'd had so many wipeouts, and the the the, the sea was sort of churning side to side. This is the day you, you went in later in the day. I think it got cleaner uh, uh, later in the day. It did, but what what I did do, and that's it on the on the. This week was also a week that I could, I got defeated by a paddle out at the very beginning of the week. Oh God, yeah, there was that. You there? you'd been in and were washed over towards the sort of rock groins. And you were getting out as I was getting in. And I thought, I'll, I'll paddle out the back. And it was one of those where I had a few goes and I was getting further and further and, and, and that caught half a wave and then just gave up. It was a Monday evening, I think it was, after work. And I couldn't, no one was, it was the wind was howling. The waves were slop, but power slop. And on an easterly, the rip through our channel is pretty severe, isn't it? So I just got out and thought, fuck it's this, I'm not doing It's that. really strong. Yeah. I remember that surfing being... Just in a constant paddle. Yeah. And two waves in one hour. And the remainder, it just was non-stop to keep position because the wind dragging you down the yeah. beach. But the um, that was a real test of God. Do you want, do you want to surf? Do you, I, and I didn't. Liam's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I don't. Well, I did. But I was surfing but, in my mind. I was. I think I'd probably been watching some like Ben Gravy stuff where he's surfing in California or whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. You, the, the reality hits home as you want to like, 40 mile an hour easterly wind up through the oh, Don't, dude. And we've got our crazy wind slop. slop. Yeah. But on that surf, I, I went in early in the day uh, on that Friday one where you loved, you had your surf of your life yeah. and we'd had Borgate and then I wiped out. So I was, it's a real interesting one, this. And, and I was, I was kind of, I was really happy with, with the situation mentally on this because I were, where this would have happened before, I'd have gotten very frustrated about five years ago, three years ago, maybe even, or whatever. Certainly 10 years ago, very frustrated and, and like really slapping the water and whatever. I'd, I wiped out on my first 10 waves. I, I, it got, it was, it was got to like the third one. Okay, fine. We're wiping out. Try my fourth one. And, and it was genuinely trying. I wasn't pulling out. I was just trying, but there, it was such a buckaroo. Do you, know that game? Do you remember that game, Buckaroo, and oh, like a, yeah. a bucking Bronco? That, that every wave was was pretty big. It's about three feet overhead, but the the tide was moving it side to side, and the swell was chopping it front and back as well. So you got side side, front back, <laughs> and then suddenly lips throwing, and and so we and me and again Ollie were in there, um, and we were just giggling because we, it was becoming one of these things where it's about the lightheartedness of surfing. It's about remaining in that space and the longer you stay in that space the more 
opportunity you give yourself for suddenly it clicking. And it was really funny because my 11th wave, when you've got waves that are like that, you you might then suddenly do the turn of your life. So I then took off on a left and God knows how I made it because I look like an absolute kook and I'm, my board's going sideways. My arms are in all sorts of places. But then suddenly I sort of get, get through the mist because of all this spray in my eyes and I'm, and I'm going left and it had this incredibly fast and and sort of angled bowl on it so i just i found the angle and i did this this cutback and came down the bowl came off and re-entered and then my next turn was like a vertical thing onto the pebbles and then whatever and it was one of those ones where i was like whoa what just happened i just had 10 wipeouts and then i just had that Mm -hmm. and it was like this thing where the surf went on and it was it got better and better then and actually what happened was that that wave got me into the zone and i was in this really interesting place of 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 flow like you said Liam because the challenge was so high so it was this thing where I love that in surfing like I love it when no matter what the size is or no matter what board you're riding if suddenly you've you've either got a challenge being thrown at you or you've created your own one by trying to do something different or whatever you you get into this state and I was in the zone for about 45 minutes to an hour and I had another f- six or seven waves and they were they were great that day weren't they they had this really interesting power in them so you could really do yeah. just great turns it was it was a day for for turns especially for where we live in our hometown yeah we don't do I mean we we'll hang five we'll you'll do your foamy thing pump down the line we'll have a lot of fun don't we have a lot of fun in our town but turns like proper turns where your board is on rail releasing off the top and stuff is is one in four surfs mm. probably yeah and so it was a special day wasn't it mm. but yeah it was that cool lesson where you know it was it was um don't be wrong i was first two or three it was frustration yeah there's no doubt about it but then as we got laughing more and more yeah. and giggling and i was like and i kept counting it's like oh my, i've just wiped out 10 times in a row like not just wiped out but over the handlebars not made the takeoff. Yeah. Uh, if you were watching, you'd be like, I didn't think that guy's surfed before. Has he actually? But <laughs> the, 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 the more you, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of if at first you don't succeed, that mm. is the old thing. But also if you take it from a lighthearted perspective, if you're prepared to embrace those falls and failures and laugh at it and, and not allow it to stop you keep going. Because if you take it too seriously, you are in that realm which we often talk about, slapping the water, blaming the board, blaming the waves, blaming the crowds, blaming whatever, rather than taking it all on your shoulders. And why not laugh at your own, I mean, it's not serious misfortune, is it? Uh, getting a board uh, sliced is misfortune. But uh, but falling off, you know, see, on, on that serious bit around that is like, if you can remain calm and happy during what is a frustrating process, you'll pop through the other side. It's like paddling out, isn't it? So you, you, you actually, what you've got is a massive wall of, foam to kind of keep getting through but when you're out the back you've got waves to surf and all that sort of thing but if you take that too seriously probably like i did on monday and get frustrated and think oh, i can't i don't want to surf now you are you you're never going to improve mm. um and so that i think it's always good to do that it's really definitely helped me is being prepared to kind of go go again go again fall laugh and keep going yeah it makes a huge difference it's really cool and i think also what helped me on that day was that I was actually surfing like no one was watching because I was surfing with no one yeah. around. I think Ollie had got in, in, in at this point. Um, and it was, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you sort of, 
we have this slogan, you and I, Surf Like No One's Watching, and the work on is using hindsight yeah. to realize that it can affect you and it's about letting it go. And so mm-hmm. taking that letting it go aspect, that mindset into your future selves. Because in the heat of the moment, when we've got, when we've stiffened up and fallen off because there are eyes on us, mm-hmm. it's very easy to go, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll surf like no one's watching. Well, if you'd known that at the time, then you probably would have, and you would have just been in the zone. And actually, what is that? What, is that, what does that saying mean? It, it actually just means focus more. Just, just, just focus on the wave. Just look at the wave, feel the feeling, bend your toes, bend your knees, do you, what you need. Just focus on what you're doing. But it's one of those ones where, did I surf better because no one was there? Perhaps, yeah. yeah. And there's definitely that human element. I think we've got to be kind to ourselves where we go, well, if you are literally on your own, on your favourite kind of wave, whatever that is for you, it might be double overhead, it might be knee high, it might be whatever. If you are literally solo, no one around, you probably will do your best surfing. Of course you will. And that's the reality of, 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 well, of human nature in a way. Well, well, the thing is, is even if you don't do your, I and mean, this is, take this as you will, inverted commas, your, your technical best surfing, because you are more tuned into how it feels, you do what is your version of your best surfing. And so the eyes on start to make you think, well, does this look good? Well, who gives a shit, you know, in a way? What, what, who are you surfing for? None of us are on some sort of judge tour, really, you know. Um, so if you're surfing to feel great and to make improvements and all of the, you know, whether it's mind, body, fitness, and it does feel all of those, it ticks your boxes of your version of those things, then you are surfing at your best and you, you are kind of having a good time. But as soon as you factor in trying to, either impress other people or holding back from having a good time because you're worried about what other people might think of your own failings when they're too busy worrying about theirs to care that's when you you start to you know infringe on what would be otherwise a good surf so so true and i think if you know when you think about those times when you've been on a wave face done your best turn it's when you're most focused and when you've done, when you have coot turns and you've fallen off and you've bogged rail and whatever, it it often is what well, is it, it, it exclusively is when you've lost focus in some way, and one of if not the leading way of losing focus in this human mind of ours with this ego is I care greatly about what people think of me because that's the hallmark of the human ego. It's 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 looking for approval, superiority, inferiority. Looking to get people to like it, us, me, whatever that is. And in the end, when you realise that it's just a thought, you see it. And when you see it, you see it from the observer that you really are. Because that's who we really are. It's silent. You can see it. There's the thought. There's your thought of how you seem when you stand on your board on a wave. Or how you seem when you're walking down the street in your clothes. Or how you seem about... You know what kind of job you have, or what bigger, how big a house you own, or and the list goes on. And it is this perception; it's the perception that you have of the perception people have of you. Yeah, and it's amazing because not only is it completely illusionary because it's just a thought; it's almost always not necessarily true. As in, it's it's it's, it's a bending of the truth. You know, even if people do care. You can't do anything about it anyway, but actually they don't. And that's what's really fascinating. People actually don't care. Well, this is the crazy thing for me is they're 
they're all yeah who who else yeah everybody's you know there are differences and nuances and motivations and personalities and all that sort of thing but often those people are too busy worrying about the same things that you're worrying about correct what people think about them and well the ego makes you the superstar of your own movie right but nobody else really wants to watch it (laughs) (laughs) it's a bit like sometimes it's got four on their version of rotten tomatoes or whatever i don't know take it as you will so so we 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 assume that you know and, and yes people laugh at others misfortune and all of that stuff but ultimately they're all fragile themselves to an extent of varying degrees so you, you know it's just reminding yourself a bit like when you you know that's why we should be able to laugh at power and that's why we should be you know us people here who are just trying our best are all just trying our best and so to 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 really drop the uh, the shackles of caring what other people think of your performance or whatever, what you look like, how you dress, is the route to happiness and freedom. It is. And it's a battle for everybody every day. It, it so is. So is. And, I, and I'll be the first to admit that it, I'm affected by it. And it's, it, it's, it's one of those ones where if I was to sit here and say that I wasn't, I think it would be a total non-awareness. Yeah. Because when you become really aware of yourself, you, you start to see this pattern of of wanting people to think that you're good at what you do and how it doesn't serve you at all. It can be a a, 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 a very small extrinsic motivator, maybe, for some people, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 100%. I think we've got this kind of kinship aspect of that, which is that you want to do well in front of others because there's a sort of shared experience of that. Yeah. And, there's that, and that's okay. That's totally awesome. I think where it holds us back so much is that like you said, dude, people don't actually care, but in our head, we think they do. Yeah. And of course they don't. And I like that one you said about the, you know, the, 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 the ego is in its own dramatic movie. It is. You, you, you are. And, and no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that one that I love, which is, you know, don't moan because quite frankly, no one's A, listening or B, yeah. giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They're all kept wrapped up in there, and you know you don't know what other people are having to go through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's absolutely the case, you know, particularly when it reference surfing in our in our town as well, which is right on the seafront. Sometimes it's like, well, people are watching now. I know we have you are unique, yeah. And 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 I did the other day. I had this shore break. No one else was in because it was a bit high, and I knew if I was sort of cynically my old self, I'd be going, "Oh, look at that guy in too high to surf." But I got three or four shorey bombs. And it didn't look very good. Um, and I, but I really had to fight the worry about what families who are just probably having a coffee on the beach, they don't give a shit. Whether they, they're just thinking, <laughs> look at that idiot in the water. And so, so many times in life, you know, and I think if you go back and advise your younger self on this, you don't do things that you would ultimately like to have a go at yeah. because you're so busy worrying about what other yeah. people would think and care yeah. about that thing that you want to try this is it and it's 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 such a shame that we have that society and it's one of those ones where i don't do this perfectly but when i can catch myself being annoyed by someone in the water or a group or whatever it might be is that reminder that and i and it's like a little mantra it's a little line that i say which is same goal Mm. that we every single one of us going in that water same goal they could be from out of town they could have started last week. They could be Kelly. They could be anyone in between stand-up paddler, longboarder, foamy, shortboards. I don't, whatever. All of us have the same goal. 
and we want to go in and we want to get on a wave and that's it and there's so much bullshit that goes into that all this like well it should be like that and surfing should be like this and yada 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 and it's not it's just so much simpler than that everybody wants to get the wave of their life yeah but what your version of the wave of your life is is your own version of it and, and you've got to really keep hold of that. It's not what yeah. Kelly's wave of his life is. It's not what Rastovich's wave of his life is. It's not what John, the local ripper's wave of his life is. It's, it's not what Sharon sort of thinks about. It's just about, do you have, are you having a good time? Are you surfing the way you enjoy surfing with the people you like surfing with? And do you get a lot out of it? And if it's yes, then who cares? And that's life in a nutshell, isn't it? It's fucking true, man. Yeah. And you do liberate yourself so much. And I meet, I meet so many surfers and surf with them who, who don't seem liberated in that way yet. Because you can see it, it's, it's, a, it's a certain stiffness and a certain... It's just my, my impression. In fact, actually, that's on that front, like we're discussing, it's just my impression. Yeah. <laughs> that's not but even to say at all that it is the right one. It's just an impression that I get that based on a certain vibe, you can sense with certain surfers that the joy that they could be experiencing is being held back by this paradigm that we're discussing right now. And then I get to know other surfers like yourself and other close mates. And there seems to be this just sort of wanting for others what you want for yourself, that this shared kindness of like, mate, I really hope you get the way of your life just as much as I do. And it's just this like, almost this generosity vibe going on. Yeah. Um, and those surfers just seem to get so many more waves, not just have more fun, but they get so many more waves. Yeah. And we've talked about this before, dude. That's an attraction thing. As much as anything else, it's a, it's a vibe you're putting out. And I think that has a, and listen, we don't know what that is. I mean, we call, we can call it law of attraction if you want, but, and I think people are um, finding out what that is a bit more with people like Joe Dispenza, but, we still don't really know. It's a, it's a mystery, really, as to why it's the way it is. But I think on a physical, biochemical level, the more joy yeah. someone has for things like lifting their arm in the air when they've seen a mate get a great ride and kind of acknowledge it like for that kind of that shared thing, that that person who lifts their arm and whoops for their mate is lifting their own focus because they're producing dopamine and their you know, feel-good factors. And then when they go for their next wave, you know, it's a it's sort of, this isn't just woo-woo. This is actually that your happiness in the water will affect your performance. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it, it really is about that generous mindset. But we all then as well, and I'd be the first to admit, get into the scarcity mindset too. When the, when you've, you've not had a couple of waves, You've fallen off a few times. You feel a bit edgy. You feel like you're on the wrong board. Yeah. You can, you know, you, we can all go there. Well, we're all human. That's the thing. You can't... Anybody that says that they get this right all the time and they're perfect is lying. Damn straight. Don't believe anybody that says that. Bull lion. Yeah. Dude, well, what an intro. Well, we're flying through because we've had an interruption at the beginning. We have. And uh, so we, 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 we cut all that bit out. But yeah, let's crack on, shall we? There you go. Um... The Mindful Server, second number two. Just a couple of moments to check in with your breathing. So take a breath in through your nose. And breathe out. Take a breath in. Listen to that seagull. And then breathe out. Really notice the air as you breathe out. 
And just take one more deep breath in through your nose. I want you to hold your breath at the top. So take a brief breath in through your nose. Hold your breath. And breathe out. Mindfulness should or could, right? Because we're not big fans of the word should, right? Mindfulness could help someone be more aware of their breathing. So we call it mindfulness. What is that? Well, it's a lot of, it's just being present. But if you want to sort of make it a thing, right, well, it's breathing exercises. Right, cool. More aware you are of your breathing, the more aware you are of your the alivenessness that mm-hmm. you are. Not that you have, oh, I have a life. Well, no one has a life because you can't have that. It's impossible. What, 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 would you put it in your hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we are life, and that's a, a great flip on that, which I love. So when we remind ourselves that we are living, we are life itself unfolding, we're aware, the more aware we are, the more aware we can be of things like when our pubic hair is overgrown, okay? So, Liam, I'm just, listen, naming no names, but you've got a bit of a bush gun on there. Um, <laughs> and the second you thing dirty is, fucker. You dirty fucker. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mom. I'm swearing again. On, oh. the, with an Irish accent. And then it's this thing where how much rest and recovery have you had? From work, from surfing, from working out, from being with the kids, being with family, doing things, you know, doing things for other people, whatever it might be. And is is the most underrated, underutilized tool in, in human life. Recovery, mm-hmm. rest, recuperation. And the thing about it is it doesn't have to be just pure eight hours sleep, although that's imperative. That's probably, let's, let's, let's put that at the cornerstone, shall we? But it's, it's just like we discussed, I think, in a show two weeks ago where we talked about this integration of mindfulness into your day as opposed to waiting for that hour meditation class online or half-hour yoga class or whatever it might be. Just doing it. Just do it. And it's when to do it is, is before the sea, in the sea, after the sea. Before the sea, in the sea, after the sea. You can just do it. Intermittently catch yourself when you when you're getting a bit annoyed, a bit of this. And I do this fucking all day long in my time. Today I can hand on heart say I shit, I don't know, got annoyed with the kids like eight times. Twelve I mean, if I had a recording, I probably got annoyed about fifteen times, really. And each time I'd done it after I'd gone, Oh my god. And I was there, I was just breathing through it, raising the awareness again. Because we're not perfect. This is what we're going to You've got to really get away from this idea to, you know, give yourself a break. Well, it's that thing about being the change as well mm. and, and doing the thing that you aspire to do. And don't beat yourself up when, it, when you fail, but keep trying and integrate it. Be, be, make it part of your life rather than it being a thing. But like we said last week about diets, diets suck because they're a thing that you have to do and therefore you're battling against it. And it's a transient thing. And when does it finish? You know, how does it finish? rather than just making the best effort every day to incorporate whatever it might be, nutrition, mindfulness. You know, it's a bit like kind of, like you say, having this event. Um, people go into church on a Sunday, but they've been arseholes for the whole week. And they think, I'll be a better person when I've been to church on the Sunday. Except but you were living like an arsehole. <laughs> 
you know, yeah, you true. don't sort of, yeah, yeah, cool. Press a reset button in that lovely, peaceful environment that you might get from that. But to not then live that change that you're talking about or you, you're doing on a, a weekly basis, not to do it, not do it every day is, you know, it undermines that whole thing. You're better off not doing it at all. So, so true. And, and I'll be lying if I said that every surf I had, I'm mindful. It's just not happening. And it's one of those ones where it, 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 if someone was to look at surfing yeah. who had a stressful life and wasn't living by the sea and didn't get into nature very often, oh God, what a mindful spiritual activity. Possibly. Yeah. But only if someone is that. It doesn't give it to you. You could be just as spiritual in the middle of a... A, a building full well, of full of full of it, business people everywhere who are, it, are rushing around like you, you know oh, yeah, you it's could, just yeah. a it's an internal state you're in in yeah. your mind and 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 when i know the times when i have bought stoke bought mental focus mindfulness whatever that might be just being present more to the experience of surfing feel my feet on the sand smell that wax the the, the nostalgia of smell that that coconutty and then the you know, seeing the beauty of waves and just really embracing it all, that of course you have a better session. Yeah, and there's no... Getting, and you feel better too. No getting away from the fact. We, we are in gratitude that we got this stuff here and available and it it, it has a... It, it, it's, it's hel- it helps a lot, you know? It's not the only reason, but it helps a lot. But it's a bit like that thing you used to say about, you know, if you think... So you think you're enlightened, go and spend a week with your family. The same is as surfing. You know, surfers, we like to, you know, we're doing this mindful surfing. We're like, hey, man, you know, we're so vibed. It's so cool. We're like hip. We're so <laughs> mellow. But if you think you're enlightened, you go and surf a busy break with five stand-up paddleboarders. It's the same thing. So if you're, like and I'm then out of my mind sometimes when that sort of thing's happening and it depends on like surf etiquette and all that. But really the true path of the mindful whatever you want to be is to breathe and allow a kind of harmony between all of those people. So, yeah, we're all enlightened until something pisses us off. <laughs> it's so, so true. And I think that's why we just got to, you, you got to find that balance. And you've said this before, dude, which is, you know, we're on this show to um, help you hopefully feel more present just by listening to us, you know, just this kind of conversation and you come away going, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I need to be more in the moment in life because, it's a short ride and not only is it a short ride, but also being present is actually going to make my life a lot more fucking effective Yeah, just for everything, building yeah. good habits for your, for your fitness, for your food, for your lifestyle to help you become a better surfer for Christ's sake. But at the same time that there's a, there is a light edge to it where we're honest and that we fuck up all the time. And I think that's, that's the, that's the key. You, you, you know, you, you do um, sometimes hear in online content, this sort of this, slightly soapboxy feeling and sense of of this is what i do so you do it too yeah and there doesn't seem to be much in between there doesn't seem to be much um sort of i think just a bit of good old-fashioned self-deprecation well because it's and self and self-honesty yeah because of course there are millions of true true stories and in fact this is what makes joe rogan yeah so good and and the world's leading podcast i think because of lit because of his honesty uh, so honest open to listen to other people's point of view without getting hysterical that's in a nutshell and allowing people to be themselves and to be around them and to not have the othering of them 
like we do in surfing, kooks joking, as I said, with stand-up paddle and all this stuff. But really, we're all in there to have a good time and to be curious, to have a curiosity to your uh, approach to this wonderful thing that is life rather than a judgment. <laughs> and, you know, if, you, if everybody swapped curiosity with judgment, oh, I read something, maybe Rumi said this, it was about switching cleverness with bewilderment and to be bewildered by things and to kind of be like, oh, you know, and to want to then be curious enough to work things out is way better than being a know-it-all and being in a particular camp for all time and every time. You know, it's, it, it, it's a narrow mind that fails to see another point of view. And so people like that who come along and book this current trend of being able to kind of be told what you should think and, and ask questions to kind of find out, you know, something else. Um, they, they, they feel authentic, they feel real because that's what humans really crave, mm. a conversation and openness and so on. So no, I totally agree with you on that. I think it's, uh, it's important to sort of have a, a, a kind of wide-eyed approach, which is why kids are so interesting in, to the world because they're just, they, they wanna, they're untainted by the, you know, oh, you shouldn't do that because people think you're stupid or that's a silly point of view or, oh no, we don't talk about that or we don't have that opinion. So ah. true. You got to bloody love kids for that, yeah. And bring that kid stoke and that one that yeah. you coined, we'll coin one of your ones again, dude. Is the the white water stoke? Yeah. Bring that kid stoke. Bring that white water stoke. Surf school happy. Her surf school happy. Bring it. Bring it to the ocean. Yeah. But guys, we're gonna have to leave it there because we've got a short one today. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, and we'll, and, uh, uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Cheers, guys.